0: For this morning, our time to word, I thought I would comment on the subject of, of uh, peacemakers and prophets. Have you ever noticed people are different? There's different types of personalities, different types of gifts, different types of motivations that human beings have. Well, it's true of leaders too. It's true of leaders in the church. There are some people who are, some pastors, some leaders who are real peacemakers, some who are more, shall we say, prophetic. And I use the word prophet here uh, in terms of uh, a true speaker, someone who is challenging, challenges the status quo, speaks truth, uh, often has a message that is convicting, very challenging. Uh, the peacemakers are comforters. The peacemakers are people who, who bring unity, who bring uh comfort in in times of need. They are protectors. They want to unite and bring the body together, and bring people together. Jesus spoke of Jesus in John chapter one. It says of him that in Jesus, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. Notice it's not just grace and it's not just truth. And sometimes these two seem to be in conflict, don't they? Well, you know, Jesus definitely, the, the Bible definitely calls us and honors those who are peacemakers. In, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who seek to bring people together, those who seek to um, overcome differences, those who seek to help reconcile and, and bring unity and bring uh, closeness and love within a group. In James chapter 4 we read verse 18 we read that the seed which is sown the seed of righteousness, excuse me the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. In Ephesians chapter 6 we we our, part of our spiritual armor, is that our feet are to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so God wants peace, and we all want peace. I, You know, I, I uh, sometimes joke about myself. I try not to be controversial. I just can't help it sometimes. I want peace too. Who doesn't want everybody to like one another? Who doesn't want everybody to get along? Of course, we all do. But God also gives us people who are prophetic in nature. A prophet is one who, um, is, as I said earlier, he's a truth speaker, and sometimes the truth is difficult. In, in Jude verse three, chapter one, verse three, we Jude urges us. He said, "I was going to write about our common faith, but instead I felt led to write, urging that you contend earnestly for the faith. You contend for the faith." And he goes on to talk about how people have crept into the church, who are bringing a false doctrine and false ideas, and they must be challenged, they must be confronted, they must be exposed, and that we must contend for the faith. Um, in in second second Timothy chapter four. He says that the time will come when people want to have their ears tickled they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires they will they will wander away from the truth and what's the answer preach the word second Timothy 4 verse 2 preach the word and the maybe one of the strongest exhortations in the entire New Testament I urge you said in light of the uh, I urge you well let me just read it second Timothy chapter 4 and verse one, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by His appearing and His kingdom. This is one of the strongest introductions to any comment in the entire New Testament. I mean, the Great Commission, Jesus said, all authority is mine. That's a powerful lead-in. Anytime Jesus says, truly, truly, I say, that's a powerful lead-in. But here, a solemn charge. A solemn charge in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead by His appearing in His kingdom. What is the charge? Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will no longer endure sound doctrine. Again, reprove, rebuke, exhort. These are these are prophetic things to do. These are these are preaching things to do. That to be honest are difficult for those whose bent and gifting and calling and personality is, is more that of a peacemaker. Of course, when we think of people who were the prophetic and who challenged Jesus himself, I mean, Jesus was a peacemaker. He came to bring peace with God. He came to reconcile us, but in no way did he ignore the truth, gloss over the truth, sugarcoat the truth, minimize the truth. Rather, my goodness, Jesus, the whole gospel's all of the Gospels are are filled with his uh, conf- confronting the Pharisees, confronting false religion, conf- confronting the Sadducees, confronting the legalist, And so we see that, that this, this grace and truth were found in Jesus. And we're called to be people who are peacemakers but prophetic. I found that lots of times... What God does is, is there are individuals who are focused or their bent is like this, and this is why it's good to have a plurality of leadership, because very, very few individuals have this balance well, have this uh, peacefulness, this peacemaking spirit in line with this prophetic. I know in my particular field, like, you know, guys who preach who aren't pastoring churches, some of them can be very harsh very unpeaceful. They're speaking, many of them are speaking truth, but it's it's in a in a way that doesn't bring peace. It's very upsetting. And you know what? You need that, but it needs to be balanced with peacemakers. Sometimes they, they, there needs to be a teaming, a submitting to one another, a willingness for, for each side to he, listen to the other, you see, and to work together in tandem. I've seen many great leadership teams have both of these giftedness on the leadership team. Let me give an example politically. Donald Trump was your prophetic disrupter. Uh, speak the truth no matter what. Mike Pence was your peacemaker. Come alongside, try and smooth things over. try and you know uh, bring peace where where Trump would have disrupted the, the boat, rocked the boat, and Pence tried to steady the boat. And I've seen this in churches, I've seen this in businesses, I've seen this in nations. A peacemaker and a prophet. Our churches have to have this good balance because our churches are under assault. Our churches are, we need peacemakers because our churches today are, just like in our nation, our churches are becoming dangerously divided. And a house divided against itself cannot stand. Our churches must know how to stand together. But our churches are also under assault by false doctrine. And sometimes it comes in, as a Trojan horse, it doesn't seem that bad. It doesn't seem that wrong. And it it might even seem Christian, but it comes in and our churches are embracing the social justice movement and embracing ideas that are, or they're open to ideas that without realizing it's like the Trojan horse, it looks like a gift, it looks good, but there's a hidden agenda underneath it that the church must be aware of. And this is where the truth speakers they come in. The prophets sense the danger. The prophets sense the lack of truth. The prophets sense what's what's happening. The peacemakers they bring us together. The prophets, the disruptors, they say this is dangerous. What we're beginning to listen to, or hear, or accept. Today we want to pray for our churches, and we pray that that this conflict. The, the pastor, that, they'll work together. The pastors will be sensitive to and listening to those prophetic voices that are warning us. Prophets will be gracious and kind to the peacemakers who are trying to to, to keep the church together and keep the churches united. Both, both are essential to the future and success of the church of God. We pray for revival. The church has got to be involved in it. So with that being said, Let's pray right now, okay? Father in heaven, we pray today for our churches. We thank you that the church is your bride. We don't discard it, we don't run from it, we don't give up on it. Lord, the church can so often have messy problems <clears throat> because we're made up of people. And we're made up of people who, who come to you and sometimes in the in the most desperate of situations. And Jesus, as we come to you today, we thank you. We thank you for the church. We thank you for the people in it. We thank you for the body of Christ. Everyone is essential. Everyone is important. Everyone is needed. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. The head can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. We're all essential. Lord, we want to thank you today for our leaders, our pastors, many of whom, Lord, are peacemakers, many of whom this is their bent, they, Lord, they, they help hold our families together. They help bring reconciliation in troubled relationships. They counsel us in times of need or heartache or pain. Lord, their their giftedness is important. It's necessary. It's needed. They they're shepherds. They're shepherds who guide the flock. who's shepherds who teach the flock. They're shepherds who protect the flock. Lord, they're needed, and we value our pastors. We value those who have a bent towards being peacemakers. We pray for unity in the body. We pray, Lord, you'd protect us from division. We know the devil would like to divide and conquer. And a house divided against itself, Jesus, you said, cannot stand. And so we pray for our churches to have unity. And we pray that that would be protected and guarded. But, Lord, we also want to thank you today for the prophetic voices, those that contend earnestly for the faith. Those with spirits of discernment who see who see the danger of false doctrine that's creeping in, those who see the danger of of false worldly ideas, cultural ideas, who see the danger of it creeping into our church. And Father, when it happens it is contentious. Or when when it's when those things are challenged, it's often (coughs) contending for the faith, and it often is disruptive and it often is difficult. And it, and it it challenges us to make decisions it presents us with forks in the road that can appear to be divisive as it calls us to make decisions as it calls us to stand for what's to, to stand with the truth we pray father that those prophetic voices would be honored you said that and you Paul wrote in first Thessalonians do not despise prophetic utterances it's so easy to do so Lord it's so easy to resent them it's so easy to to not want the, the disruption that they bring, it's so easy to just want to go on as we are in peace. Father, we believe the church is in danger. We believe, Lord, there are there are forces in our culture today, forces in our government, forces in our in 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 the the major the cultural power centers our entertainment, our business world, our government, the corporations, the government, Lord, the law, all these places, the education system, there are real dangers. There's real danger. And Lord, it's often the prophets who sense it, who see it, who speak against it, and they challenge us. And and they're they're preaching, reproving, rebuking, exhorting in season and out of season when it's convenient and when it's not, when it's welcome and when it's not welcome. Because Lord, even often we confess to you how easy, even as believers, how easy it is to just want our ears to be tickled and to accumulate uh, teachers who will just tell us what we want to hear. And so we pray, Father, for these prophetic voices that you have gifted the church with to be heard, to be listened to, to be honored, to be respected. How we pray, Lord, for church, church leadership teams to know how to function well together that that peacemaking voice of comfort and protection and that prophetic voice of challenge and protection, that voice that, that brings us together and, and minimizes conflict and that voice that, that challenges us to greater holiness and purity and truth, even at the risk of conflict. Lord, that those two would know how to work together. Jesus, we see them perfectly in you because in you was found grace and truth we pray they would be found perfectly in our churches too grace and truth that we'd show grace to one another but we'd never compromise truth we'd seek it out we pray for this father it's a difficult thing help us to be patient with one another help us lord to have help us lord to believe the best of one another help us not to challenge one another's motives because you've made us differently and you you've given us different motivations you've given us different personalities and different gifts help us lord to respect that in one another and honor it in one another we pray father that your churches would stand together in grace and truth in peace and truth bring us together lord we would ask that your churches would would be Spearheading revival in the land, our churches would be spearheading revival in the land. Lord, use us, fill us with the the Spirit of God, make us places that people come into our churches and they sense a peace, the peace of God in a dis, in a world that's that's disrupted right now, in a world, Lord, where there's it's like the raging sea for so many people. Let them find the peace of God, the peace that surpasses all understanding when they come into our churches, even this day. Bring visitors into our churches today, Lord. Fill up our churches. Bring visitors in who will sense sense a peace in there and will hunger for it and find that it's possible through, through they can have peace with God through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. But Lord, also let our churches be places that challenge the, 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 the drift into secularism and evil and ungodliness and idolatry that's going on, that has been going on and is accelerating in our country. We pray, Father, that our, and that you'd raise up churches, raise up prophetic voices in churches that will challenge the idolatry of our day and that people would be, be given forks in the road, decisions to make, and they would choose and decide for Christ and follow him fully. Lord, we pray for this today. We pray for this. Might our churches today be filled with praise, with victory, with joy, with love, with faith. I pray, Lord, for all of us as we go to church today, we'd come out better people than when we went in. We'd come out stronger in faith We're inspired in love, pursuing you. We'd come out better people than we, when we go to church today. We pray these things. We bless you. In Jesus' name, we love you now. Thank you. You hear our prayer. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me. This is a great time to pray together day after day. And so today when you're at church, remind some people to join us. Tell some people how to find the channel. Go to YouTube, search Tom the Preacher, and you can find it. Tell them you can join at any time. We pray live at 8:30 a.m., but they can join any time. If you're first time here today, thank you for joining us. I hope you come back hit the subscribe, the notify, the like buttons, leave your comments. I always like to know who's joining us and where you're from. Pass the word to your friends, fellowship, church, family, whoever else. Okay. We're about, you know, we got two weeks till Easter. Easter's two weeks away from today. And so uh, we're about to enter into Holy Week soon in a week. We're going to be, we're going to be making a shift beginning tomorrow to beginning looking at some of the life of Christ and some of the the events in the life of Christ. Yesterday, we had our Israel, a call with our guide from Israel, a Zoom call. Boy, was I was excited to to uh, sh- see with him and be with him and online, and uh, as he gave us a bit of a virtual tour of what we call Capernaum over here in America, but they call it Capernaum, and then of uh, the healing pools of Beth- Beth- Bethsaida in Jerusalem, and, and then to the Wailing Wall. And so we were going to do some more of these, but boy, it made me want to get back. So if back to Israel. So if you'd like to take a trip with us, you want to get out after this pandemic is you know, over and, and travel somewhere and have some vacation, can't think of a better thing to do than to join me in our tour of Israel studying the life of Jesus next February. But starting tomorrow, we're going to begin looking at some of the life of Christ together here and be inspired, encouraged, motivated, edified by that. All right. So again, help spread the word. You have a great day. Praise the Lord. Appreciate your church. If your pastor is more of a peacemaker, appreciate him. If he's more of a prophet, appreciate him. Pray that God brings these two together, not, in, not just in balance, but in power. That's what we pray for, our powerful churches, peacemakers and prophets working together. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow morning. You have a great day. Bye-bye.